Good morning. It is Tuesday and I am Melissa, the founder of A Yogi Kitchen and Pantry. Welcome to Off the Mat, where we turn we talk about the lessons that we learn in our asana practice, our practices that we do on the mat and how they translate into our everyday lives. And today I just was reading something. It was just a headline actually. It wasn't even a headline, it was a meme. And it made me really start thinking. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to record an episode. As some of you know, we choose a word. I choose a word with lots of input from, from the students and the clients. I choose a word for us to focus on every session. And a session is like six weeks. The word we have right now is rest. And we've been focusing on it for at least nine weeks. And I haven't talked about it as much as I did in the beginning of the session. So usually in a session, I am posting about rest or whatever the word is as often as I can. I'm reminding you of it while we're in class. It's a part of our meditation practice to kind of get present and feel whatever the word is. Sometimes it's been joy. It's been non-judgment. It's been love. It's been strength. Um, we've, we've gone kind of all over the place with the word. There's not a theme necessarily. It's whatever is popping up for people and what seems appropriate for the time of year, the season, what everyone's going through. So this time we extended rest. Some of you know that I'm in Chicago because my mom had a stroke and my siblings and I are rotating, caring for her in the hospital. Um, and it's, it's kind of a full-time job. Um, she is in, I may have explained this after in a, in a different episode, but she is, um, in a really common place after stroke is she has a lot of delirium. Um, I didn't know that was really common. My partner had a stroke and he had no deficits, no occlusions, wasn't in the hospital for like more than three days and he's fine. And I know that's not like, he was very, very lucky. I know that's not common, but delirium never came up. Like after the first couple hours, he could answer all the questions like what year is it? Who's the president? All that stuff. My mom um, recently was asked after she'd been in the hospital for like a couple weeks was asked who's the president in the past. She hadn't really answered. And this time she answered Barack Obama. So this is delirium. This is not like she's lost part of her memory. This is not amnesia. This is just getting confused about where you are and what's going on. So we're watching her full time right now because she is pulling out IVs. She's pulling out her cannula. And in the last couple of days, the cannula is that, that oxygen piece that goes across your nose. It's an oxygen tube that goes into your nose. And um, when she pulls it out, she's what's called desatting. She is, um, her oxygen saturation is dropping very, very quickly and into dangerous zones very quickly. So someone needs to be with her full time to make sure that's not happening. And at least on the floor that she's been on, it's just a regular medical floor. They don't staff for that. That's not something that they do. Um, so actually yesterday she moved to a floor that will start monitoring her constantly. But it has been a lot for us. And I per I told my siblings the other day, I'm starting to feel the burnout. And we have, tomorrow I have a day off. It'll be my second day off in five weeks. So I'm not there eight hours a day. Um, up until this week, we were doing four hour shifts, six hour shifts, just depending on where we were. Right after the 
stroke, I was doing six, eight hour shifts daily. Um, this last couple of weeks, we've been doing like four to six hour shifts daily. And um, this week we're going to do longer shifts. We're doing like six to eight hour shifts, but only two of us are doing shifts. And then one of us is taking a day off. So I have two days off this week. I'm super excited, but I wanted to talk about rest. I saw this meme this morning and it made me start thinking. And I thought that is the perfect thing that I needed to see today. And I know, and this is true for all of us, whether you're a yoga teacher or a chef or a, I don't know, a basketball player or a mom or a nurse, we all need to hear this. We all need to say it because if I'm feeling something really resonates with me, there's someone in my circle that I can repeat it to that it's going to resonate for them. So I wanted to talk about rest this morning. So the reason I got invested in the word rest comes from my friend, an executive director of Sunrise Project in Lawrence, Kansas. She turned me on to Trisha Hershey, who at the time I only knew her through her Instagram account, account which is the NAP ministry. And then this year, as I was thinking about rest, because my word for the year is ease. And it doesn't mean that everything's going to be easy, but I'm going to look for the path of least resistance. I'm going to look for ease in everything that I do. And so I am, even though this is really hard and I haven't had a day off for five weeks or one day off in five weeks, I'm still looking for the ease. So the times when my mom is sleeping, I am actually not jumping on the computer and getting like 15 hours of work done. I am like, you know what? I'm going to close my eyes for a minute or I'm going to play a game on my computer. I'm not going to push myself, push myself, push myself. I'm going to take those moments of rest to increase the amount of ease in my life. So Trisha Hershey has been revolutionary for me. This year I started reading the book, Rest is Resistance. It's a New York Times bestselling book that is changing my life. And it's so funny how things work because the book isn't all that new. I think Melissa told me about it last year. Recently, I had a friend from college post on Facebook that she's broken her hand. She's a doctor, actually. She's broken her hand. Luckily, she's not a surgeon. She's not someone who needs her hand more than the rest of us, but she, you know, she needs her hand. And she's like, so I'm on rest for a couple of weeks. And she's like, any good books to read? And of course, I, I commented on the thread, Nat Ministry is, or not Nat Ministry, but Nat Ministry slash Trisha Hershey is changing my life with Rest is Resistance. And she sent a picture back of her hand in the cast and the book open on her lap. I was like, everyone I know is talking about this book. So the idea that I wanted to talk about today around rest is how we don't earn rest. You just get rest. You get to rest whenever you need. The meme that I saw, and I don't have it open in front of me, and I probably should, but um, the meme that I saw said something along the lines of, you do not have to explain to anyone, and you don't even have to understand it yourself, but you get to rest whenever you need. And I thought, yeah. That is so true. How often, and I think there was even a line that said, you don't earn rest. You get to 
you get to rest whenever you need or want. And I thought, how perfect a message is that for me? Um, because for me, the burnout is real and I'm really looking forward to tomorrow having a day off. And, and to be fair, um, we're all working really hard. This isn't harder on me than anyone else. And I thought this was really interesting when I was thinking about earning rest. I thought, you know, there's a little part of me that's feeling I need to keep up with my brother and sister. So I'm the oldest, but not by a lot. Like we're all three and a half years apart. Um, so it's not like, you know, I'm in my fifties and they're in their twenties and I'm, I'm trying to keep up. But my sister has a 13 year old kid, a very busy, very precocious 13 year old kid. And, um, you know, so she's going home from the hospital and parenting and it has a marriage and she's, you know, doing a lot of stuff, keeping her household. I'm staying at my mom's house, keeping her bird, which maybe just hurt her. Um, so it's a little bit of, of sort of vacation life for me. I mean, it's not, but if I were going to just come to Chicago to visit my mom and stay at her home, this would be vacation life. And, you know, I'm not, I'm doing laundry and I'm taking care of her house and watering her plants and taking care of her bird, which you think a parrot is not a lot of work. It's so much more work than my dog. It's crazy. I'm like, oh, he just goes outside and, you know, a couple times a day. And it's, it's in Kansas. I open the door and he goes out to the backyard here. She lives in a condo. So I take him outside and walk him. But honestly, getting a couple walks in a day is better for me than opening the door and letting him go out. Um, so, you know, this isn't a cakewalk for any of us, but I feel like maybe I'm the one who has a little ease in my life compared to them. My brother is here with his partner and we have a lot of privilege. We are all extremely grateful for how this is working out. My brother um, is a freelancer, so he can work from anywhere and his partner um, and maybe I said this in the last podcast, it really, all the days are blurring together. So if I, you're hearing me say the same things over and over, please excuse me. But, um, his partner works for a company that has a firm here in Chicago, she works for a firm that has an office here in Chicago. So we all have a lot of flexibility in our schedule and there's so many people on my mom's floor and every floor she's been on that no one is with them for most of the day. You know, some days they're having family who can stop by like after work, but my mom has her children there 12 hours a day. So we're, you know, extremely lucky. And I also realize it doesn't have to be this way. We're making a choice. Um, my mom is having some medical needs that it is helpful if her children are there, but in all honesty, if we hadn't been around, they probably would have transferred her to the floor. She, she just got transferred last night, actually, to a floor where they can monitor her more closely. And they probably would have transferred her earlier. And she would be fine. She is at one of the top hospitals in the country. She will be fine. We understand this is our choice. Um, but it is. And we all feel pretty strongly about it, that we need to be there for her. We don't want her just sitting in the hospital. If we're not there stimulating her, she's going to sleep through her days. Like, the delirium's going to get worse. We, there's so many things that we can do as her advocates um, to make sure. I mean, even though we're at one of the best hospitals in the country, there are some nurses there that were like, oh, what is she doing? Like, does she know what her job is? And there are some nurses there that have been beyond excellent. Um, so it's helpful to have family there to advocate for her. But also there are things that we can do um, 
Helping her move around more is going to help the fluid on her lungs, keeping her engaged, keeping her every morning I go in and tell her what day it is. My sister, when she leaves, always says, mom, it's, it's 1030. I need to go. One night it was one in the morning and she's like, mom, you really need to go to sleep because it's one in the morning and I need to leave. And my mom was like, oh, and her eyes got wide and she was like, go, go home. It's one in the morning. So it's so hard to lose your orientation when you're in the hospital, even for us. We're like, oh crap, it's one o'clock in the afternoon now. Like, wasn't it just 1030? So there's all those things that we're doing and we're very lucky to do it, but we're exhausted. And there's this idea in the back of my head that one, if they're doing it, my siblings, if they're doing it without complaint, then I should be doing it too. And let me just start with that one and debunk that. Like we all have our different levels of, um, I don't know what the word is, our different levels of energy, right? Like I tend to be a high energy person, but it also means I put out a lot of energy. And so for me, a couple hours with my mom may feel very different than my couple hours for my brother. I think my brother is a little more chill than I am. He's not expending quite as much energy. Also, I think I tend to be the more sensitive of the three of us. I could be wrong about that. But the first like week in the hospital, one day I was like, I'm exhausted. Why am I so exhausted? All I did was sit here for like seven hours and like feed my mom lunch in the middle of it. Like what the heck is going on? And a nurse, a great nurse that we really loved um, at not so great hospital, she was like, because it's exhausting. There's constant stimulation. There are noises. There's people yelling down the hall. There's beeping. There's lights that are constantly on. Most of the patients have the television on quite a bit. Um, and that first hospital, actually, my mom didn't have the television on at all, which was a little surprising to us. But so there's constant stimulation and that can exhaust you. And so me feeling like I'm burned out and not hearing my siblings say the same thing makes no difference. I just need to be on my own mat, right? Don't look at my neighbors. Just do what I'm doing. Feel my own feelings. Feel who I am physically, emotionally, mentally, and adjust accordingly. And I have taught you guys that for 20 some years. And here I am not staying on my own mat, looking at other people and trying to gauge what I should be doing based on them. And so I think actually I might have a conversation with my siblings about that and just say, hey, you know, I seem to be getting more tired than you guys are. And maybe it is an age difference. Maybe that three and a half years between my sister and I and the seven years between my brother and I, maybe that does make a difference. Um, I would think the seven years probably does. But um, and just say, I'm feeling more worn out. Is there other things that I can be doing? Maybe not sitting in the hospital room so much. And that's that's an option. Um, the other thing that I wanted to address, so you get to rest because you get to. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to be worthy of it. You are worthy of rest because you breathe, right? And this is the also the idea that comes up in, in um, rest is resistance is how that push, 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 that grind, that hustle, that go, 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 that we all hear so much in the U.S. culture but especially is pushed on brown and black people and women. I think all women. It doesn't matter how you feel. It doesn't matter if you're in pain. It doesn't matter if you're in sick. It doesn't matter if you only got two hours of sleep last night. You go. You keep pushing. And then we've gotten to a place in our culture, and I feel like it's different than it was maybe 10, 20 years ago, 
But we are in this place where, oh, we brag. I haven't eaten all day and I only got three hours of sleep and I've just been working on this project and I'm just going and we don't recognize like how detrimental, but also how like dangerous that is for our health and how dangerous it is for our relationships, how dangerous it is for, and when I say health, I mean health. Like it's, it's not great for our mental health, right? It's not great for our emotional health. And it's not great for our physical health. And we don't think about that sometimes, but your body needs you to rest. Your organs need you to have downtime. Your brain needs you to have downtime. Um, so you, you earn rest because you are a living creature on this earth. There's no like get a gold star and get to rest. And I think that's also been a little bit in the back of my head. Um, not feeling like I need to earn rest, but that I'm not doing all that much. And so I'm getting rest at the hospital and that's not good rest. And that's something else I've been thinking about is the quality of your rest. The other day I sat outside on a bench and I posted this on Instagram outside the hospital. I sat on a bench and I just kind of watched the world go by and we'd had some really crappy weather. And, um, we'd had the, the air quality issues from the Canadian fires. And so it hadn't been good to be outside for like a week, which is very unusual for me. Um, unusual coming from a state like Kansas, which, you know, we have some severe weather, but more days than not, it's really bright and beautiful out. And so having a week where I didn't have that sunlight and that beautiful blue sky and all that stuff, um, was really starting to make a difference for me. And I sat outside and I just sat and enjoyed. And I thought this is the most restful I've felt in weeks. Now that's really, um, what's the word? That's, that's very um, particular to me, right? My partner and I did it a couple of days later. I said, let's go rest on my bench. And I was sitting there and I was recognizing this is not restful for him. It's not, he doesn't dislike it, but for me being in the middle of the city with all the traffic, the people going by talking, hearing little snippets of conversation, planes going overhead, all that stuff that calms me down. That feels very comfortable, very, I can just sink down. And I love that feeling when I was by myself on that bench, I'm sitting here and no one in the world knows where I am. I love that feeling of complete anonymity. And just complete, like, just, I disappear, right? And especially as a woman in my fifties, I'm kind of invisible out on the street. And so I just, I love that feeling. My partner does not feel it at all. He doesn't feel the anonymity like I do. He doesn't feel like he's invisible. Um, in fact, I think the opposite, he feels like when there's lots of people around, that means there's lots of eyes around him. So it's not restful to him at all. And so I've been thinking about that and the different ways we rest. Finally, I had this thought about the lesson. I, you've been waiting for this one, right? The lesson that we learn on the mat. So the, the first lesson was you stay on your own mat. You don't worry about what other people are doing. So you don't worry if someone else's down dog looks different than yours. And those of you who come to class know I don't teach with mirrors. And that's one of the big reasons. It's really, really nice to be able to have mirrors to see your own alignment, 
I would rather you feel your own alignment. I would rather you be in a pose like warrior and me say, hey, Carrie, your knee is leaning a little to the right. Can you straighten it out? And for you to feel that, then for you to look in the mirror and adjust yourself, because nine times out of 10, you're not just looking at your own knee. You're also noticing what else is going on in the room. You're noticing how many eyes are in the room. It just changes your perspective completely. I teach without mirrors so that you can sink into yourself 100% and you don't have to worry about other people. Those other people are there for that connection, for that shared energy, not to judge you and not for you to judge them and not to compare yourself against whoever else is in the room. So that's a really big lesson, I think, is that we take off the mat for all kinds of things. Rest for body image for, uh, I don't even know, um, job titles, like stay on your own mat. Don't worry about what everyone else is doing. Just focus on you. And I love that the actual time on the mat, it's that hour because our U S culture teaches us the exact opposite is look at what everyone else is doing, base what you're doing on them. And it used to be for my generation, it was try to be just like everyone else. And this generation has a lot of pressure to be exactly different, be really unique. But either way, it's looking at someone else and making a judgment and then basing your activity on that other person. That hour on the mat, especially since I started yoga in my 20s, that hour on the mat is the time where I don't have to think about anyone else. I don't have to compare myself to anyone else. I can just be me. And being on the mat taught me more about being me than any therapy I've done, any course I've taken, workshop I've taken. It's just being on the mat and being completely in my own body, in my own head, in my own heart. So that's the first lesson about rest is don't, you know, don't be like, oh, well, she's been up for three days straight and she's doing fine. I should be able to do that. We're all different. We all have different sensitivities and sensibilities. And then the second one is, I was thinking about this in terms of a, a whole practice. And I was thinking about how, you know, we do Shavasana every single practice. And if you're not my student and you go to a yoga class and they're not doing Shavasana, don't go back to that yoga class. And I, I don't say things like that very often. I don't have judgments about how other people teach very often. That one I'm really strong about. Shavasana is extremely important. It's the most important part of your practice. And there are alternatives you can do to Shavasana. You don't have to lay flat on your back all, every time. I think you should do that more often than not. But it's perfectly fine to lay over a bolster for Shavasana or put your legs up the wall in Shavasana. And people ask me, I'm getting off on a tangent for a second, but people ask me like, well, how often? And I said, you know, it depends on how often you're, you're teaching, you're taking a class. If you're, if you're practicing or taking a class like once a week, then you should be in Shavasana more often, like almost every single time. If you're going to like three or four classes a week, or you're practicing six or seven times a week on your own, I think you could do Shavasana like five and do an alternative practice like twice a week. But Shavasana is an extremely important part of your practice. It helps your body synthesize and process. And it's so important for who you are physically, emotionally, mentally. And there's actually been some research done. Yogis who don't do um, Shavasana and yogis who do. and 
how they, after, I don't even know how many weeks it was, but after doing that for several weeks, how the yogis who didn't practice Shavasana felt mind, body, spirit, and how the yogis who did. And then also some like looking at things like strength and looking at things like brain activity. Um, and the people who practice Shavasana have a much better outcome. They report feeling better. They have um, different brain activity. And I, I wish I could tell you where this was from. It, it's, it's always from somewhere like Norway or Sweden. Um, they are the people who do research on yoga. I don't know why, but I, it might, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's like Norway. Um, so anyway, you don't earn Shavasana, right? Even if we do Shavasana, All right. I'm so sorry. Um, there was a technical difficulty that stopped me mid-sentence and I actually didn't even go back to listen where it stopped me because I saw it switch off. So I think what I was saying is you don't earn Shavasana. So I was thinking about this a lot in terms of rest. So Shavasana is important for other reasons than rest, but you get rest. And, and actually, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Shavasana, that idea of processing and synthesizing and helping you integrate your practice, mind, body, spirit, is exactly what rest is um, for those of us who aren't yogis or when we're doing it outside of Shavasana. Uh, I should do a little research on that one. But um, we do Shavasana regardless of the practice. So we don't earn it, right? It's not because you did like 15 down dogs and, you know, 15 Chaturanga Nadasanas. You do it after restorative practice. You do it if you were to get on the mat and do like five minutes of gentle yoga and then 55 minutes of meditation, you would still do, I guess it would be 50 minutes of meditation, you would still do Shavasana. So Shavasana isn't earned. It's what we do. It's how we practice. It's how we take care of who we are physically, emotionally, and mentally. And that's what rest is. You don't earn it. It's how you take care of yourself. And it's more than just sleeping. I mean, sleeping is so important. And as someone who had pretty bad insomnia for a very long time, um, I'm not going to say, you know, rest over sleep for sure. Sleeping is super important, but we're looking for rest outside of sleep. So whether it's sitting on a bench and having that moment of peace and that day, that's what I could do is that moment of peace or, and I haven't done this here because my mom's tub is a pain in the butt, but you know, sometimes it's just an hour with Debussy and a lit candle and Epsom salts in the tub. And that is, you know, I realize not everyone gets an hour. I don't have small children. I don't have, um, you know, I don't have to travel constantly. I don't, you know, commute two hours a day to work. Um, so I do have an hour more often than not to be in the tub, but somewhere you can get, if you like tubs, you can get 15 minutes in the tub. You can get 10 minutes in the tub. You can get 10 minutes to meditate. You can get an hour to meditate. It doesn't have to be every day. It doesn't have to be every week. It's wherever you can carve that time out for you. And what I've noticed is as I started to focus on rest, I'm getting better at carving out those little moments where the other day said, we're going to leave at a certain time. My honey was running late. And so instead of saying, well, I'm ready. He's not. Let me load the dishwasher real fast. 
I said, I'm just going to sit for a minute. So I just sat and rested while he finished getting ready. And I'm so much better at allowing myself to do those things. And also I'm better at doing those things without feeling like anxious or guilty. I can't tell you how many people I know in my lives and they're all women. I said lives and no, in my life. Um, and they're all women who feel guilty if someone else is working and they're sitting. And so I invite you this week to just look at those places where you can carve out some time, whether it's five minutes or 50 minutes. And I tend to be someone who's very protective of my time. Um, if there are certain projects that I do in my life, I'm not going to go um, do something for like 20 minutes. I want four hours. And I've learned how to shift that a little bit, but I've also recognized that that's okay for me to feel that way. Um, if I'm going to, you know, do something that requires for me to feel like I'm, I'm excelling at that activity and I need four hours to do it, then it's okay for me to want that and need that. And I guess what rest has done for me a lot and this book, Rest is Resistance, it's given me a lot of permission. And what it's given me is it's given me permission to give myself permission where I always, and I feel like so many of us are doing this too. I'm always like, well, is this okay? Is this fair? Is this, and you know what? It doesn't matter. It just is about what I need or I want. And I don't have to justify it to anyone, not even myself. So I'm going to encourage you to rest this week. I know I haven't been talking about it very much. My my brain has been on other things. And yet I've also been really focused on rest in a very different way, just not work-related. I guess that's what it is, is, is my yoga life when I talk with you guys is sort of my work life. And my work life has been a little bit on the back burner. Um, when life is working how I really love it to work, it means there's synchronicity that my work life and my personal life really intertwine. And right now that's not happening quite as much. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm showing up and, and sharing with you guys the lessons that I'm learning from being with my mom. So I feel like it is happening a little bit, but um, not as much as it sometimes does. Okay. You all have a really, really lovely Tuesday or whatever day you're listening to this too. I hope you're having a great time. See if you can carve out some time today to rest. See if you can pull out your pods, do whatever, AirPods, do whatever. Um, stop doing whatever you're doing. So whenever you stop driving or you, you stop cooking, see if you can take 5, 20, 30 minutes and just rest, whatever that means for you. Have a lovely day and I'll be back soon.